So what do you do when you think you're not good enough for that goal? You learn how to reframe that perspective. Good morning, competitor. Jake here, your chief encouragement officer, and welcome to today's episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast, episode 769. And we've got less than a week left in February. We've got less than a week until we kick off a brand new month's challenge. I hope you're still with me. I hope you've been working through February as we're reading those two books, we're going to crank through 24 at least this year. You're getting those air squats every day. The one that I loved hearing a lot of people talk about that was a new thing for them was investing the same amount of money that you spend on non-crucial. So for example, I hopped into a State and Liberty store this past week while I was traveling and picked up a new jacket. And the thing was, when I looked at that jacket, I thought, oh, that's no big deal. I can buy that. And I had to think, I have to invest the same amount. And so it's a really cool way to evaluate, do I actually need that purchase? Do I actually want that purchase? And if I do, am I willing to pay more while I make that deposit, that financial deposit into my future? But the one that stood out to me the most, the one that so many of you replied back to my emails, my check-ins throughout the month, was that the most difficult for you is the handwritten thank you cards. That sending 20 thank you cards over the course of the month was the most challenging thing for you. And what I love about that is it shows that it's easy to send an email, it's easy to send a text message, but sitting down and writing a handwritten thank you card takes effort, takes setting out a little bit of time. It's may, hey, maybe takes going to the post office and getting a roll of stamps. But here's the deal. Going through that process at realizing how much more difficult maybe it was than, than so many of you thought, how much more do you appreciate getting one now? Which should also encourage you and motivate you to start sending more of them on an ongoing basis. I love that that's become part of my weekly routine when I'm in my office. I have a stack of thank you cards right here on my desk. I have an ongoing list and I just sit down and write a couple every week to get going. It's been a really cool way of starting my week with gratitude and doing something that stands out for a lot of people. And so I hope you've been part of this challenge. If you haven't been part of this challenge, heck, it's a great excuse for you to take on in March. But we are kicking off the brand new March challenge one week from today. And, and here's what it's going to look like for you listening. I would love, love, love for you to get involved. All you got to do is head to the link in the show notes. Uh, you'll see uh, sign up for the March challenge if you haven't signed up already. If you aren't, another easy way is to go to keepcompete.ing. So that's keepcompete.ing slash challenge. You'll see it in the show notes as well. It's free to join. You're going to get an email with a check-in at the beginning of the month with here's the challenge. Here's some free downloads for your iPhone, for your Android, for your computer, ways that you can post it or print it out to remind yourself of what you need to do. You're going to get a check-in midway through the month. Just ways to hold you accountable, ways to encourage you. And so I want to encourage you to spring after it in March with me, because here's what we're going to be doing this month. We're going to be reading two books. That's right. The, the process continues of focusing on how do I read one chapter every single day? I'm going to then encourage you to do a little spring cleaning with your social media. Go on to Twitter, go on to Instagram, go on to whatever account you love hanging out and ask yourself, are all the accounts I'm following making me better, encouraging me, entertaining me, uh, educating me, or do I find myself watching accounts and go down negative spirals? Do I find myself following accounts and people that are not enriching my life? I'm going to encourage you to do some unfollowing. 
And so that's the second part of the spring challenge. Third part is run 31 miles, average one per day. Some of you, you're like, this is a piece of cake. Some of you are thinking, man, this is going to be a lot. But here's the beauty. It's going to help you get closer to those 8,000 steps every day. So I'm going to encourage that 31 miles. I'm also going to encourage you to 15 minutes of a podcast or an audiobook every day. Now, some of you are going to realize there's a little bit of a hack here, right? You can combine the two books with the, the four of listening every day as long as you get through that audiobook. But I want to encourage you to do that. Find a playlist. Get something to get your mind going. And you can listen to it while you go on that run, while you go on that walk. But accumulating those 31 miles, and ideally you're accumulating while listening to something good. I want to encourage you every day on social media. So not only are we going to clean off some of the lists, but every day I'm going to encourage you to make a gratitude post. Now you can post it in your story, which is what the rules are. You can post it on your feed. So if you're on Instagram, you can post it as a picture with something you're grateful for, or just every day you can do a story. Every day on Facebook, hey, today I'm grateful for. I want to encourage you to get in this habit of looking for something good every day you're grateful for. Then number six, we're going to review our goals because we're doing that every single day all year long because we understand if our goals are written down, we're more likely to be achieving them because we're going to see them more often. We're going to be more motivated to work on them instead of just having them sit there and haunt us. And then the last part of the March challenge is make a donation, clothes, books, goods to a local shelter or nonprofit. When you do some of this spring cleaning on your social media feed, you probably got a little bit of spring cleaning you can do in your closet. And what better way to spring forward than to pass forward some goods, some clothes, some things that aren't getting used right now and give them to somebody who needs them. So that is the March challenge. It's pretty simple. It's straightforward. But here's the reality. You know, the simple does not mean easy. Just because it is simple and straightforward on the surface does not mean it's easy to execute. But I hope you'll join me with it because what we're doing every month is taking on these challenges designed to make you better financially, as a leader, relationally, mentally, physically. I want to see people improve. And it's not about changing everything overnight. It's not about one big move. It's about teeny tiny Lego block size ones every single day. So if you are not signed up yet for the March challenge, I want to encourage you, click the link in the show notes, get signed up. It's free. I want to get you plugged in. I want to make sure you get some of that accountability to get better. Now, let's talk about what happens when you don't think you're good enough for a goal. This was a topic that I've had a handful of people write in about in our Facebook group. When I'm, you join our free Facebook group, one of the questions is like, what's a big challenge you're facing? What's a goal you have? And one of the things I've seen frequently is either a lack of confidence around the ability to get a goal or the belief system that I'm not good enough to reach a goal. And so what I want to do is break down a few things that could be helpful for you. If you have ever had these feelings, if you maybe are struggling with a little bit of just doubt, lack of confidence, and you're struggling to maybe hit some goals, you're struggling to believe that you're the person who can manage this team, you're the person who can reach that goal, you're the person who can build this new habit, you can get to these points. And, and so the first thing I want you to realize is that a lot of people have these same doubts. They have these same fears. They question whether I'm good enough, whether I'm capable enough of achieving this goal. For me, it was the, if you've heard me do a keynote here in the last six months, you've heard me talk about this story of leaving the CrossFit Games in late 2013, having lost a crap ton of money at that event. I From flying out to the event, flying friends to the event to work, hotels, all the inventory we paid for, the booth fees, everything else. Like I came in with these really high expectations that it was going to massively help us. 
and it didn't. We got crushed. I remember like we maybe hit like 50 to 60% of what I anticipated for our sales goals based on previous events. And I remember driving through the Las Vegas desert. I was, I left the games. I was going to Vegas on my route back home to Texas. And I remember making the drive and continually doubting my ability to do this. I was doubting my ability to compete as an entrepreneur. I was doubting my ability to succeed. And fortunately for me, a guy named Jake Clear poured into me about 18 months prior with a conversation about accountability and the importance of living this message every single day, especially in moments like this when I doubt myself. And it was that conversation that ultimately shifted my internal dialogue. But the reason I tell you this is because we all go through these moments of doubt where we question our ability to succeed or win. And so one, you got to realize it's completely common. The second thing you got to realize is your mind will play tricks on you. Your mind will paint all sorts of, of negative pictures on you. It will screw with you in so many different ways. And there's a few reasons that stand out when it talks about the biases our mind can have. And one is a negativity bias, right? We tend to focus way much more on the negative than we do the positive. It's why if you got a uh, hundred reviews on Google or a hundred feedback forms from a client and you got 91 or excuse me, you got 99 that you were amazing, but you got one that it wasn't good. You're going to stew on the one instead of the 99. It's our natural tendency to focus on this negativity bias. The other aspect that, that starts to overwhelm us a little bit is called the Dunning Kruger effect. If you've never heard of the Dunning Kruger effect, it's something that you very much experience as you grow. Because what this is, is the more knowledgeable you are about something, the more you realize you actually don't know, which impacts your confidence, which leads you to believe you start to doubt yourself. If you think about it, when you get into, maybe you were promoted into a management role, leadership role, and you feel super confident in that. And then once you get in that role, and the more experiences and things you go to, the more you realize you have no idea what's going on and what to do. And everything you thought you knew was actually not that. And so you start to lose your confidence, even though you're probably incredibly capable and qualified in that role. It's just the more you learn about something, the more you also learn that there's a ton more you don't know. And so our mind can screw with us a little bit in this way. And so one of the first things that we can do besides realizing that, A, this is completely normal, is first, stop comparing yourself to everyone else. Looking at other people who you think are, quote, good enough and achieving their goals, you're only seeing snapshots. And so I want to challenge you to go back to what we always talk about. It's you versus you. Compete with yourself. Put your eyes on your lane. Second thing I want you to think about is, how would you talk to your best friend who is going through this? If your best friend came to you and said, hey, I'm really struggling. I don't think I have what it takes to hit this goal. I don't think I'm good enough to achieve this. How would you talk to them? One of the best things you could do is record a voice memo on your phone, just like you're talking to them. You could write yourself a note in your phone. Give yourself that reminder, either audibly or visibly right there, that this is what I would tell my best friend, and, and now you got something to reference back to. And so give yourself a little bit of that encouragement. Third thing I want you to think about is, is what are your strengths? What are the wins you've had in the past? What are the difficult things you've done? One of the things that we tend to forget is that we've done some difficult things in the past. What happens is we discount it because our world is ordinary, right? We live our world every day. And so the things that we achieve, the things that we do, we dismiss how 
impactful or how big they appear to other people because we lived it. And so we don't assume it's a big deal. For example, uh, one of my guys, G, uh, was struggling with ankle injury. He's been hurt for a while. And I remember he and I were going back and forth uh, during one of our coaching sessions about taking on and going after this goal. And he was just like, I really haven't done any tough things. And I said, hey, man, question for you. Last week, when you were, it was rainy and we were talking about going to the gym and you were sitting in your car and you told me you were sitting in your car for a minute and you didn't want to go into the gym and it was rainy and you have this ankle issue and you can't even really work out, but you can do a little bit. And you got up and went in the gym and did the thing. How'd you feel afterwards? Well, you know, it was just a workout, one big deal. I said, yeah, but how many people don't go to the gym? How many people that did go to the gym get hurt and then don't go to the gym? How many people that go to the gym, but man, it was cold and rainy that day. They hit the snooze button and slept in. So by you making the difficult decision to get out of bed when it's cold and rainy, dealing with an injury to go to the gym, modify and still do the work, puts you into a place of making choices that not everybody makes. So you have to understand you have the ability to do difficult things. And it was that little instance where he can start to reframe his experience as less ordinary and more extraordinary. Now, you may be thinking I do that stuff all the time. And so my question to you is, what are the difficult things you're doing that you're also dismissing because you do them? You think, well, I'm just not as mentally tough as David Goggins, so it's not a big deal that I get up and go run every day or that I wake up at 5 a.m. and I journal and then I work out before work. All of the things that you think are not that important are actually pretty powerful to a lot of people. Because as we've talked about, the majority of society does not have winning results. The majority of society is struggling with massive amounts of credit card and personal debt. They are overweight. They are depressed. They are all sorts of things that do not look like winning results. And so when you realize that the majority of people do not have the results you want, and that you're going to make difficult decisions and challenging decisions, and even though they may seem simple or easy or straightforward to you, they're not for everybody. I laugh, I've got a friend who is getting back into the routine of working out this year. And she's gone three days a week, and she just kind of dismissed it when I was like, hey, I'm super proud of you, that's awesome. It's like, ah, it's just like three workouts, it's not even that big of a deal, it's like 45 minute stuff. I said, no, like, it's very difficult once you had a workout routine and then you got out of it for a couple of years to start back. That takes a lot of strength to do that. It also takes the consistency to keep doing it after the first three weeks of January, which you've done. And so don't dismiss the fact that you're doing difficult things. Take pride in it because you need to realize you need those wins. Because what you did in one area translates to other areas. Like I had to remind myself when I was in college and I was stuck and I was struggling and I was in this hole because my identity was so wrapped up in sports and all of this. And I was struggling in school, struggling in school because I had no idea how to study. I had to remind myself that when I played high school football, I had to learn plays. And sometimes we called plays the day of that we drew in the dirt because something the defense did. Sometimes it was repetition of learning the plays over and over again. But I had the ability to learn something new. And because I had the ability to learn something new there, I could learn something new in the classroom. I had to take pride in that. I had to understand that I did it here. I can do it there. If you walked into the gym and did an incredibly difficult workout, if you did a Murph, then you have the ability to do difficult things and have difficult conversations. It's the same muscle. 
it may be in a different arena, but it's the same muscle. And so you have to understand what my strengths and what my wins were. What are the things I'm capable of? The other thing I want to challenge you to do is honestly get rid of this idea of perfection. And this is a hard one for a lot of us, right? We want to be perfect in everything. We want to protect our ego more than anything. That's why we want to be perfect. It's not about having perfect results. It's about protecting our ego because anything that is imperfect, we feel like is a shot on us versus what it, rea- what it is. And we talked about last week on the show when it comes to feedback, it's just how we do something. And if it's feedback on how we do something, then we have the ability to improve it. And so if we stop looking to be perfect and say, how can I show up with my best today? And then at the end of today, how can I make my best a little bit better by reflecting back on where I need to improve and then being intentional tomorrow to improve that? When we get into that rhythm of we aim for perfect, but we're not going to hit it every day. And guess what? When we don't hit it, we're not going to beat ourselves up. We're going to say, where did I learn that I can improve and how am I going to improve tomorrow? When we can do that, Get into that constant rhythm of competing every single day with yourself, of getting better, then you realize the reality of this. Success in any arena does not require perfection. It requires the ability to respond to imperfections more quickly. Catch that. Success is not about you being perfect. It's not about you being perfect as a parent. It's not about you being perfect as a leader. It's not about you being perfect as a manager. It's not about you being perfect as an athlete. It's about you understanding that I'm going to aim for perfection, but perfection is almost unattainable. So when I fall short of it, I'm going to respond as quickly and effectively as possible because it's not about being perfect, but how quickly I can respond to imperfections. And so that's it. That's the stack. We stop comparing ourselves to others. We find a way to talk to ourselves the way we would talk to our best friend. And, And we do it by recording something or writing something down. We focus on our race lane. We think back to times of when we had success, when we did difficult things in other areas. And then the challenging part, we stop discounting it because it's our story and feels ordinary to us. And then we simply stop trying to be perfect and accept I'm going to aim for perfect every day, but I won't always be it. And on the days I fall short, all that is is a growth opportunity of where I'm going to get better. And when you start to do that day by day by day, Here's the fun part. You stop focusing on what I don't think I'm good enough to achieve and you start focusing on where in the process am I getting better? And we know the, what happens then, right? You win your championship trophies in practice. You only pick them up on game day. When you take your eyes off of whether I'm good enough or I'm not good enough for that goal and I'm focused on the outcome and the end goal and the finish line, when you stop doing that, And just start focusing on how am I showing up today? How am I competing with myself today? How am I encouraging myself today? How am I in those moments of doubt and fear? I'm going to look back and realize here's where I've done difficult things. I'm going to do something else difficult today. And then I'm going to show up every day and try to be perfect. But on the days I'm not perfect, I'm going to learn on how I'm going to get better. I'm going to do it again tomorrow. When you become obsessed with that in the process, the outcome takes care of itself. It's not a matter of feeling confident, feeling like you deserve it, feeling like you're good enough for it. It's being so fixated on the work to improve that eventually you get the outcome regardless of how you feel at that moment. The outcomes are the result of what we do in the process. We don't control the outcomes. We control how we show up. And so what we have to do is become fixated and obsessed with how am I showing up today to get closer? 
How am I showing up today to get better? How am I competing today with myself to improve instead of worrying about where I'm lacking confidence or what I'm worried about? I'm just showing up focused and intentional on how I'm going to get better. And I understand if I do that time and time again, the outcome will take care of itself. You are good enough. You have the ability to build the skills you need to succeed. You just have to become obsessed with focusing on your finish line, competing with yourself, and getting better every single day. And then the outcomes take care of themselves. Go in your day today, competitor. You know I'm cheering for you. Thanks again, competitor, for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. This is Jake Thompson, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and I'm glad you're here because that means you're a driven leader who wants to maximize your performance and pursue greatness in every area of your life. To learn more about Compete Every Day, get involved in our leadership cohort, or find resources to help you lead better and succeed more, visit CompeteEveryDay.com. I'll see you next episode.